Faith until you make it. Episode 1. My faith. First of all, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me and listening to this podcast. I do hope that it brings some light and perspective into your day today. First of all, I'd like to also let you guys know I am speaking out of my cell phone. I have my fancy equipment. I have no written um, summaries, nothing prepared. I'm talking from my heart, and please excuse anything that goes on in in this podcast. Um, Like I said, I am not using any fancy technical equipment. This is as real as it gets. I'd like to start my series with a very um, huge life-changing experience that I had about four years ago. Um, This experience has changed my perspective of how I see faith and how God saved me. and continues to save me and change my life in many ways. As you heard before in my introduction, I am not coming from a religious perspective. I am coming from a spiritual perspective. And this experience, I feel that many people out there should know because it is real. This is as real as it gets. So about four years ago, I was enduring a lot of things in my life. my former husband, who then at that time was being diagnosed with um, some form of cancer. That was a really hard hit to to endure. At the same time, I was facing a lot of stressful situations at at the job that I was working. Um, We were being constantly harassed and we were being just endless things and written up for stupid things and it was a very difficult time in my life. I started seeking medical help. I worked around doctors who were there to support me at that time. Um, I was given prescription medications left and right. I trusted the doctors and I'm not going to say that they were at the blame for, for the situation but sometimes our urge to fix things right away or to feel better drives us into that situation. So that's pretty much what happened to me. I am very um, susceptible to stomach issues um, because I suffer anxiety. Um, at that time, I was going having panic episodes left and right. And if you've ever, ever experienced any form of anxiety, you know what that feels like. You start with the vomiting. I mean, everybody experienced it differently, but in my perspective, it was always my stomach. So I was always having stomach issues, migraines, you name it. Um, I found myself at urgent care after work every day, almost every day. Um, So it was was pretty difficult. Um, During that time, I had an upper endoscopy um, procedure and a colonoscopy because the doctor that I was seeing, which was my gastroenterologist, felt that there was something else going on. They never um, really um, 
put two things together that I was having anxiety and depression and um, my body was reacting to it. That's something I later learned during my stay at the hospital. So I went in for this procedure. Given prior to that, I was in and out of the hospital. I had already been going through, um, I had been taking narcotics for the pain. I have, I mean, I was on a huge list of medications and I am not afraid to say it because, or ashamed because I feel people do need to know that we're all imperfect. Nobody's perfect in this world. And yes, I was one of those popping medications, trying to deal with my stress, not really centering into what the causes of my pains were or my body was just reacting to, to depression. So I went into this procedure. Um, turned out to be the most horrifying procedure of my life. I was not medicated properly. Um, I was wide awake during the upper endoscopy procedure. I was shoved a mask in my face and not a, allowed to talk. I mean, I was crying for my life and I had to endure being wide awake, having a scope up your throat, first being shoved the mask and then having a scope down your throat and not being able to talk, looking directly at that nurse, knowing that she knows that you're not asleep, but they're not, they're in a rush. If this was that facility, this was the facility I worked for. I was part of their team and they did not care. They didn't take any consideration regardless. That doctor was extremely busy that day. He was overbooked with other endoscopy procedures and I happened to experience a very horrible um, life-threatening. So I, after the procedure, I was screaming for my life. I, I cried out for help. I tried so hard to speak up for myself. And I mean, these doctors were just being completely, how can I say it? They weren't attending, they weren't taking me serious. They did not even consider the fact that this doctor had just practiced an upper endoscopy procedure on me without the proper medication and sedations that should have been taken. Um, so I was sent home. I was given more medications. I was drugged up pretty much. I remember my father picking me up from the hospital. Um, doctors were telling me, oh, no, your, your pain is fine. You're, you're just overwhelmed. Just go home and get some rest and, you know, feel better. They completely ignored that I kept telling them that this doctor had just performed a procedure on me without proper station. A um, few days later, actually, I went, this would happen on a Thursday weekend came through, um, I was not feeling quite myself. I was pretty lightheaded as I got up in the morning. I started looking at myself and my skin started looking pale. I mean, I am a nurse and I kind of started seeing the little signs of I really didn't know what was going on. 
I had anxiety, uh, chest pains left and right. It was just a very traumatic experience and I felt that my symptoms were related to that. And I was inconsolable pretty much the whole weekend, I'm not going to lie. I was crying in my bed. I had no idea or no reasoning to why I had experienced something so horrible. Um, if anyone has ever been through any upper endoscopy procedures or any kind of procedures, even if it's minor, it's all still very, very scary. Um, so I was very emotionally distressed from the procedure more than anything physically my body was reacting um, so Monday morning I wake up and I try to do go about my 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 routine um, I was unable to drive my kids to school I felt completely lightheaded I felt that if at any moment I was going to pass out um, so I try to ignore it like most uh, healthcare workers if you guys are listening to this you guys know what I mean we are the last ones to want to be stuck in the hospital after we had a long shift in the hospital and given that I was off that day I was not going to use my day off to to um, want to be in the hospital I ended up there I drove myself to the hospital God knows how I did it because by the time I, I was um, I made it to the ER, my hemoglobin, which my blood had dropped to a 10. So I was losing blood. I had internal bleeding and the doctors did, could not figure out why. Well, it was due to that horrible procedure, which I tried to tell them endlessly. They ignored it. They ignored me. They acted as if, as if I didn't say anything. So here I was, a young female, mother, daughter, nurse, healthcare worker, everything that you can name, sitting in this bed, unknowing what is going on to her body, but she knows something's going on. Um within minutes actually after my blood um, was checked I was admitted to a room later within a few hours I was being given transfusions I received transfusions to save my life um, it was a very horrifying experience being hospitalized um, I could never ever ever has you know hesitate to talk about it because I was not the nurse taking care of the patient. I was the nurse on that bedside, feeling scared, feeling her life coming, going, leaving before her eyes. I had vivid dreams of my family crying for me and my funeral. I had vivid dreams of me not being able to live ever again and that I was losing it all in that bed. During that time, my kids were very sick. It happened to be during flu season and all my kids were sick. I felt completely helpless. My husband needed support because he was going through his own situation um, medically and I wasn't there to help my family. I helped felt completely helpless and alone.
and that's what I wanted to do is be alone in that hospital bed. I felt no reason to live. I felt that I had failed my family. I blame myself for that procedure because I have submitted myself to it by I don't even, I can't even relate it, to be honest with you. At that time, that's how I felt. I now know that that is, wasn't my fault. It was just me trying to look for help and trying to find the right resources. And I didn't know any better but to trust doctors and trust medicines because that's all I knew. I had no idea that there was a higher power, such as faith and prayer, that can save you. So after this transfusion, after being hospitalized for almost a week, after not feeling quite right, I, my potassium was um, on the low side. Um, there was still a lot of imbalances in my um, electrolytes and all these other things, electrolytes. And I'm speaking in medical terms because I am a nurse, but um, all of, a lot of imbalances in my body, that's all I can say. Um, they were forcing me to leave the hospital. I did. I had to advocate for myself endlessly, endlessly. Um, I had to pretty much tell doctors what I needed to be done in order to, for it to be done. And if it didn't get done, I called out for help. I called the manager. I knew my, my way around um, hospital. And it was very frustrating not to, to have your needs heard and to feel not only that your life is coming apart, that you're probably gonna lose it and you're not feeling great. And then on top of that, having to deal with doctors telling you um, or not even listening to your needs or acknowledging or having any kind of compassion. And that's exactly what I felt in that hospital. I felt alone. Doctors came in and out of the hospital, but they were not compassionate at all to my feelings. I must say that I did have a great team of nurses, excellent nurses, nurses that actually took the time to talk to me. Um, they saw my list of medications, hey, they see this person's going through something because antidepressants were on my list. Um, so I was at home that night. Next morning, I was back in the hospital. My heart, I was feeling uh, very, uh, I had some sort of a heart attack, I want to say. At this time, it wasn't anxiety. Um, it was, I ended up having a sudden um, uh, chest pain. Um, when I was admitted to the hospital, they see this young girl and they say, oh, chest pain, she's got anxiety. And it was another battle of me having to try to speak up. I was not well. I was actually... I felt that the moment I closed my eyes, I was not ever gonna ever see life again. Um, I remember not barely being able to walk, having the severe chest and be, barely being able to change into the um, hospital gown. I remember being in the restroom, trying to get urine samples, seeing complete red blood coming out of my kidneys, which was, I knew that was a really bad sign. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and in that reflection in the mirror was 
a skeleton. I didn't see myself as myself, but I saw myself as dead, completely dead. Um, didn't think much about it. Went into my hospital room. I cried out for help. I, these, the nurses and the hospital staff were not very compassionate. They completely blamed that my chest pain was another episode of anxiety. Um, I remember being left alone, connected to uh, electrodes and checking my heart rate. I remember my heart rate not feeling great and being completely alone in that hospital room, completely dark. No one else there but myself. And I felt life coming to an end. I felt my body giving up on me. My hands began to stiffen. My heart was pain was getting my chest pain was getting worse. And I remember all I can say or all I can do at that time was to pray. I prayed out and I said, God, if this is the end for me, let it be your will. But I do not want to leave this world and leave my family and leave everything um, that is pending the way it is. I want to be able to be given the opportunity to live and work through this. I remember praying and praying with my heart still stiffening very hard. I'm, my eyes beginning to close on me and my body was beginning to fail. Um, and then suddenly a beautiful light in that dark room comes in and starts manifesting in my, in my room. Right in front of my eyes, I see this beautiful beaming light. So comforting, so beautiful, coming into my room and getting closer and closer and closer. And the closer that light began to get come to me, the less darker the room became. That light was so overwhelming that I cannot explain it, but to say that it was grace saving my life that night. It was an unexplainable emotional uh, emotions. I remember it getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And before I knew it, the dark room or the darkness in that room was gone. It left my room like a small stream of darkness that no longer belonged in my life. And I am describing it as I saw it. Many of you may say, oh, wow, that's, you know, unreal. Yes, it is unreal. God does uh, miracles in very unreal ways. And um, my experience is an experience that I can never even say that I, it's made up or it's pretended it's an experience that I felt in a hospital. And that was a beautiful experience. And it just gave me more and more motive to feel that, to know that God is real and um, has changed my perspective. Um, 
has taken me a lot to really see that. But um, yeah, uh, shortly after, a few minutes after that experience, uh, a handsome doctor walks in and tells me, I know exactly what is wrong with you. Your potassium is at a 2.3. My potassium had dropped to a very grave, very deadly level. And I knew everything was going to be fine. I had dealt with potassium issues since then, but thankfully to my prayers and uh, to my faith, I have been able to overcome um, certain medical, a lot of medical situations. Um, so yes, uh, guys, I really wanted to share this experience with you. This was an unreal experience and something that I feel that I need to share with some, all of you to get some light to your lives. You may be feeling alone right now. You may be feeling like if nothing, nothing is working your way. You may be that person in the hospital right now feeling that illness taking the best of you. But don't let it. Have faith. Pray. Pray and pray. And I'm not saying to pray um, pr ritual prayers. Pray from your heart. Have that conversation with God and you as the only way that you can be, the truest you. Don't pray ritual prayers, and I'm not saying that it's not okay to practice them. I am saying take this time to have that connection. Be yourself. God knows us who exactly we are. He knows his children. There's absolutely nothing you can hide. Um, have that conversation every day with with your God, whatever God you feel it is for me. It's my faith, my prayer, my God, the creator of this whole world. We all have different perspectives when it comes to that. But let me tell you, if you, if you have appreciation for the moon, for the earth, for the water, for the ocean, for the beach, all of this is connected to one grace. So yes, you are honoring God by honoring this world by honoring the people that live in this world and by honoring yourself first because we cannot be of service to anyone else if we do not look out for ourselves. We have to be a little selfish in moments when we're growing into our faith. So I hope that this podcast has given some light into your lives and um, I hope you will continue to listen to my stories. I will be sharing other, many other things that God has done into my, in my life. Um, and yes, God is real. Prayer is real. Faith is real. God is not religious. God is our actions, our imperfections, all the ugly things in our lives overcomers, achiever, overachievers. That is God. The biggest prophets that I've learned are the biggest people that are out there speaking the word of the God and people have who have been imperfect, who have fallen, 
many times and gotten up and have learned from their mistakes and have overcame. I am not perfect. I'm still learning. I am the most imperfect person you can see in this world. But yet I do have grace. I do have faith. And knowing that we're all imperfect, I am able to extend my love to others and to you and to everyone else around around me because I have grace. We're going to have situations in our lives that are not always going to be tasteful, that are going to be very sour. And you may also feel like, wow, why is this happening to me? Don't sink into what's happening to you right now. Don't dwell on the wrong things in your life. Learn to dance in the rain. Learn to laugh. Laugh even when your heart is hurting. Cry if you have to, but don't cry forever because problems don't last forever. Believe me, problems are temporary, but it is how we deal with them that makes us a better person. Um, so yes, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Faith it till you make it. Love you all. Have a blessed day.